Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for joining us on the Tip of the Tower Toronto Maple Leafs podcast. Joining me, as always, is David Morissuti and Jake Middleton. And we have another special guest tonight who's going to join us on a more regular basis now. That's our newest contributor, Omar White. Uh, Omar is going to help fill in with the Leafs stuff. And tonight, all four of us are going to break down the Eastern Conference preview. Guys, how's everybody doing tonight? I mean, feel free to answer that however order you guys please. Terrible. Oh, okay. I knew you'd speak first, Jake. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm doing all right. I feel pretty good, you know, new voice on the podcast, so it's great to join the team. I'm assuming if we were a hockey team, you'd probably let me all skate a skate on my own, so. <laughs> yeah, see, that's it's what I was trying to do, but Jay kind of took the momentum away from us on that <laughs> It's okay. If this podcast was a team, we'd be the 2013 Oilers. Oh, boy. Where did <laughs> Lots they of potential? <laughs> Lots of potential? <laughs> yeah, filled with it. So you're Yakupov then? Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> got, got all the talent. Got all the talent, but just nope. Yeah, <laughs> score goals, slide on your knees all the way down. Exactly, and still know that we're in 29th place. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. That's right. Yeah, that, that's um, that's a train wreck of a team. Thankfully, we didn't talk about them again today. We talked about them yesterday. Obviously, they're in much better shape now, the Oilers, but what a dark days they were in before. Anyways, moving on to the Eastern Conference. We'll break down all that tonight, series by series. Obviously, we'll start with, you know, the hometown team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're taking on the Washington Capitals. You guys know the story. You guys, everybody knows the narrative, the storylines heading into this. Guys, give me one good reason why the Leafs can upset the Capitals. Omar, you want to start first with a reason? Uh, yeah. Um, well, the Capitals have a lot of pressure to win this year, obviously. Uh, they're going to be losing a lot of UFAs at the end of the season. Um, the Leafs, high-flying kids have no expectations. So if anything, Washington could choke, which they usually do in the second round or in Game 7s, assuming the Leafs get that far. So uh, uh, it could be just the youth or... Or who are we kidding? The Washington is just going to destroy us. Well, Jake, I mean, Jake kind of feels that same way. All of us did, to be honest, before you came on. That's why I thought I'd ask you first because one of the <laughs> yeah. previous pods, we were like, yeah, five games, hopefully six. Yeah, yeah, definitely five. I say they probably get game three at home, you know, first home game, uh, playoff, playoff home game in a while. You know, going off the crowd, you know, a lot of home kids, Marner, Brown, Hyman. Jake doesn't like Hyman. So, uh, so they're probably like right off that, uh, right off that momentum. But afterwards, then it's probably over. I feel like every year we enter the postseason saying this is the Caps' year, and this year truly feels like it is. But you know, we've said this last year, arguably the year before that. So, why is this year different, Jake, or is it? Um, I mean, you know, uh, also by the way, if they are to lose in five, I hope they win game two in Washington because then I will be in attendance, and that would be nice. So. But outside of that, yeah. Um, no, but the, I think the big difference that, you know, they, I think they finally committed to it. You know, their their GM said last year they have a two-year window to win the Stanley Cup. And he finally put, you know, basically an ultimatum on them. And this front office has done all it can do. I mean, there's no way they can get any better than they are right now. I mean, they went out and they added the best – trade piece uh on the open market and kevin shattenkirk uh they traded for tj Oshie a year ago they signed justin williams they're just loaded top to bottom and they have so many restricted free agents coming up and unrestricted free agents coming up that the next year it's going to be a really different team and i think you know they have kind of like a quiet confidence in that locker room where you know they know this is it you know it's not like oh you know, maybe if we don't, we make it to the finals, we don't win this year, we can come back and give it one more shot. No, they know this is probably it because it's going to be a drastically different team by the start of next season. So uh, I think I think they know that. And yeah, the pressure's massive, but I don't know. They just, they feel like they have a different, this team has a different uh, look to it, but we'll see uh, come Thursday. Well, we know all the pressures on Washington. That's something that I think everybody knows. I mean, it's kind of weird saying there's no pressure on the Leafs, especially living in Toronto. The Leafs might not have pressure, but they do have a lot of injuries. Um, Nikita Zaitsev is expected to play. Steve Simmons, as a source, told him that that's, you know, take that for what it's worth. So, yeah. But I feel like if Zaitsev plays, that's a big help. We don't know about Polak and Frederick Anderson, who is kind of important for the Leafs, is expected to play. So I don't know. Are you guys at all concerned about the defense? I would be concerned even with all the guys healthy. Um, they, they haven't looked too great. I mean, it's, it's a tough thing. Maybe they're, they'll be better in the playoffs, but I, I think just what Washington's going to come out really heavy. You saw what they did last week against the Toronto, against Toronto, the way that they were just pounding them, not giving them much space. And that's what the Leafs, 
And then when you look on like the offensive side, they're going to force the defense to make terrible turnovers, and that's what's going to kill the Leafs if they turn the puck over a lot. Because in the playoffs, when another team gets as many chances Washington can get, they're going to bury them. Something else I found interesting with the Leafs is that uh, this is no secret either. They have the lowest winning percentage in the league this year in one-goal games. It's 378. Is that just bad luck, or is this a sign of things to come? Because we all know the playoffs gets tighter and one-goal games are a lot more common. So is this bad luck, Omar, or is this the thing that we should expect to see more of? Well, um, especially down the stretch, uh, if you go back to even the Chicago game, um, St. Patrick's night, um, it was a one-goal game, and that those are the kind of games that uh, Babcock will probably want the team to play in. But if we're going into the playoffs, and if you look at um, also previous examples, um, if you if you have the type of uh, low-scoring game that's really tight and, tight and uh, defensive-minded, the Leafs are known to have brain farts in their own end. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a simple play or a bad turnover in the defensive zone and, you know, the net can get filled. So if the funny thing is, I think the best chance the Leafs do have is to go the opposite way and just go running guns, let's score some goals. Because if they try to keep it a one-goal game, either Anderson's going to have to stand on his head every single night or they're going to get filled in. Jake, something you said on the last podcast was that you can kind of attack the Capitals off the wing and use speed like Pittsburgh did. That kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what Omar is saying here about playing a run-and-gun style. Um, do you think the Leafs can even play a run-and-gun style with Washington? Because we've seen how quickly they can fill the net up. I actually do. I mean, uh, I, wrote a, I wrote a thing about this coming out soon. But uh, you look at their defense, and you know, obviously they got some really good uh, defensemen that can skate, guys like John Carlson. Um, Dmitry Orlov is a really good uh, skating defenseman, but... You know, guys like uh, Matt Niskanen is also a really good skater, but you look at guys on the back end like Nate Schmidt, uh, Brooks Orpik, who's, you know, I think he's about 36 or 37. Um, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk is is not the fleetest of foot. Um, these are definitely guys that you can attack because they're, they got the old legs and, you know, they just don't have the foot speed that they used to. Even a guy like Carl Alsner. Um, you know, they've proven, you know, in the past that if you can come at them with the speed, you know, obviously last year, uh, that Benino Haglin Kessel line absolutely destroyed them. And why is that? It's because, you know, Carl Haglin is the fastest skater in the entire league. So, um, it just goes to show that, that there are things that you can do to kind of beat up that team. And it's going at those, those, uh, bottom two D pairings because seemingly, that top one, I don't know if how they match up, but seemingly I, I thought it was Orlov with uh, with either Niskanen or Carlson because you know that top line is probably going to be their shutdown line against either Matthews or or that um, JVR line. But outside of that, you really gotta you really gotta be able to go out there and take advantage of that because they looks by the looks of it, the Leafs have speed on all four lines. You know, even the fourth line, a guy like Kappen, he can really go out there and move. And it, it's something that you would definitely have to look at going in the series for sure. Can we agree, though, that Connor McJesus is the fastest skater in the league, not Hagelin? Uh, yeah, uh, probably <laughs> in terms of in terms of high end speed and acceleration. It's pretty close. I mean, Carl Hagelin, I've seen him skate when he was with the New York Rangers. Oh, he can fly. Uh, he can absolutely fly. Uh, but yeah, probably I was kind of. Taking, taking uh, granted, taking for kind of pumping his tires a little bit there. That's all good. It's all good. All All right. So with all this being said, Dave, do you still see the Capitals winning the series in five or six, like we said in the last podcast, or no? I do. 
Um, I think it's going to be tough to beat Braden Holpe and win four games against him in a series. And you got to stop Ovechkin for you know how many amount of games you need to win it. And that power play is just way too good. Uh, especially you have Shannon Kirk who makes it better. Ovi who's going to, I think he's going to be a beast this series. And Backstrom is probably going to be the underrated guy that nobody's, I mean, everyone knows what Backstrom can do, but everyone's going to be thinking about Ovi, Holpe, and a guy like TJ Oshie. The the talent on that team is just way too much for the Leafs to handle. Omar, you feel the same way? Are you uh, you lean Leafs here? Oh yeah, definitely. I think um, I think for the Leafs to be able to stand a chance, especially in Game One, which is going to be huge, that's going to set the tone for the whole series. Is definitely going to have to be the veterans that's going to step up. Um, if you you know if you want to wince and remember back to the Leafs' last playoff run, uh, JVR scored the first goal in Boston, so you're going to have to be looking at him, uh, Bozak, Gardner, even uh, Kadri as well. Like those players are probably going to have to um, are going to have to step up and you know, give the idea that they can they can play with these guys, and hopefully they can. So you're taking the Caps or are you taking the Leafs? Oh, Caps. Caps in five, unfortunately. Caps in five, okay. <laughs> Jake, I know you're on the Caps here. Yeah, five I, uh, games or what? I actually think six. I think they actually get one in Washington. I have a, I have a feeling. And, and also, you know, it was brought up today that, that – the Leafs have, have won or barely won every game that Braden Holby has played in. I mean, yes, remember sir. the 6-5 loss? They lit him up, and I think they beat him. Uh, it was about 4-4-1 or 4-2 when Holby played. So that's kind of an interesting nugget. I don't know if it will have anything to do when the playoffs come because, I mean, the guy's an absolute star. But, you know, it's it's not nothing. And, you know, maybe it's it's just the way they know how he plays or something like that. But, I definitely think they can they can put some uh, goals up on the board, but you know if if they can just limit their their uh, scoring opportunities and you know hold them to under you know two or three goals a game, I think they'll have a chance to get a couple. But I still I have a very hard time seeing the Leafs winning this series. Yeah, I was looking back at their games against Holpe too, and that's what kind of gave me hope to say you know okay I think this could be maybe six games if they get a couple of bounces seven, but that's like a, a colossal stretch. I'm going to go with the Capitals in six, too. So, unanimous, all of us, Washington in five or six still. Moving on to Boston and Ottawa. I know we all probably dislike the Senators by nature, but Ottawa's owned the Bruins this year. They own the season series 4-0. Is that going to continue, or is this going to change? Dave, what do you think? Uh, I I think it changes a little bit. Uh, Ottawa's health is a concern for them, I think, going into the playoffs, although some of the guys are coming back healthy. Boston, I think Boston is going to be they're going to be a different different animal in this playoffs. I think Marshan, Pasternak, Bergeron, <clears throat> Krejci's always been a good playoff performer, and I, the only thing that that worries me about Boston is the injuries on the blue line and whether that's going to be a problem. But Tuukka Rask has been, you know, the heart and soul of that team this season, and Ottawa. I, I'm still not sold on Ottawa. I mean, we've talked about it, and Jake's talked about it too about the style they play, whether that's going to be good enough to get them to the next round. And I don't think it is. I think Boston, I think Boston is going to take it this one, this time. Oh uh, yeah, it definitely feels like all the battle of the pest day. Eh? You have a uh, burrow burrows and Marshawn go going at it, but um, I'll definitely have to give the edge to Boston as well. Um, 
uh, going for going off based on the stats, Ottawa is 22nd in possession and Boston is second or third, I believe. So that's going to come down to it. As well as David mentioned, the the injuries on the back end might be might be an issue. And for Ottawa, if Carlson isn't well, obviously when you're going into the playoffs, not everyone is 100. percent But if you don't have Carlson at at least 80 percent. You're losing a key contributor and your captain on the team, so that can definitely be a ne- be a negative for Ottawa going into that series. Hey Jake, how important has Brandon Carlo been to the Bruins this year? Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty much been their uh, one of their most valuable players, considering that this is a team going in the year was not good defensively at all, and I still don't think they are that good. But you know he's a kid that was a second round pick in 2015 and is already turned into a top six defenseman at you know the age of 20 i mean he's been incredible but i mean a, a person that i wouldn't count out of this series that i i think could actually have a pretty pretty big impact is is charlie mcavoy who i it looks like he's going to get a chance to play a couple of these games and you know he's probably one of the top maybe top two defensive prospects outside of the nhl him and maybe shabbat in uh in ottawa so you know, he and he just came from the NCAA. His I know Boston University lost in the Elite Eight, so they're out. And he's been playing with the Providence Bruins. So um, I, I'm not sure how healthy that blue line is on both sides, but yeah, you know, uh, Carlo's definitely uh, going to be a really big player for them, and they hope that he comes back healthy. I know Jake is not a fan of this, but we've seen Guy Boucher time and time again when this team runs into trouble. Use the one-three-one trap. We saw back when he's in Tampa when they played the Bruins way back when. He used that and it gave the Bruins all sorts of trouble. I could see him definitely going back to that again. Um, I know we're all probably not a fan of it, but how big of a factor do you see that trap being in this series, Omar? Uh, well, it's definitely not going to make the games any interesting. Um, in terms of effectiveness, uh, it could be good, especially if you want to if you want to get the get a lead early and then just hold it out. And, you know, you're probably going to want to try to stop Marshawn and uh, Pasternak as well. Those, they have really big offensive threats. And then um, if you have Anderson, who's been playing really well well this season, if he can, you know, stop the one or one or two uh, uh, grade A chances that they'll, they'll probably, uh, probably allow, then that can definitely uh, win you a game or two in the series. Jake, do you want to vent about the trap right now, or are we going to save that? Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's it's all it's awful. I mean it's it's not only terrible for the game of hockey, but it's you know it's a style that'll never win nowadays because they, you just don't have the talent necessary to do it. And I mean, you know, I've hated this team for the whole season. I never thought they were really that good. And yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they don't have the lead and they actually have to attack you. Um, so. You know, I guess that that's really all I got to say about it. Swinging back around then, Dave, who do you got in this series and why? I got Boston in seven games. I think that Marshawn has taken his game to another level. Bergeron is still, I think, one of the better two-way players, especially when it comes to the playoffs. And Krejci is going to be uh, – I, I think he's a guy that's that can uh, is going to give Ottawa a lot of problems with the matchups. I don't think Ottawa can match up for – what Boston and David Backus will, I think, play a role in this series, unlike he has as much in the regular season. Omar, who you got and why? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I Boston in seven. I think uh, just for the same reasons that Dave that Dave um, 
I've said, and also just because I think Tuukka Rask is definitely going to be um, be a factor. I think goaltending as as a whole is definitely going to be um, a factor between the two, and I'll definitely take a uh, Rask over Anderson. So, uh, Boston in seven. Mr. Middleton, what do you got, pal? Boston in five. Oh Jeez. wow! Quick work. I I think they destroy this team. I I don't think anyone's healthy. I don't think Carlson is is going to be his normal self. I think Marshan coming back and almost blowing uh, the playoffs for his team is is going to be a man possessed. I think he d- destroys them, and I I just don't see them winning a game in Boston. I got the Bruins in six. I think Ottawa, obviously, with all their injuries, they're not going to be the same team. I think they're going to try and slow things down. But I think that that actually kind of helps the Bruins personnel. I mean, they can play both styles offensively, and guys like David Backus, you know, even Ryan Spooner. These are guys we haven't seen like a lot of offensively this season, but I think come the postseason, this style of play is really going to help them. So I'll take the Bruins in six. And that Tuka Rask guy is pretty good. Moving on to the Rangers and Canadians. Battle of two goaltenders here. Um, I mean, the Canadians, they're, they're carry price, right? They're carry price and they keep the puck. Is there anything else that I'm missing here with the Canadians, guys? Nope. Nope. <laughs> that sums it up. I think if anything, um, if you want to look at Radulov, it'll be his first his first swing at the playoffs since the Nashville incident. So he can definitely be a firecracker for uh, for Montreal on that team. But it's yeah, it's it starts from price. Well, you speak of Radulov, and he's got a fifty four percent course this year, and he has thirty one even strength points. Both those lead the team. Um, is he not the X factor in this series, then, Dave? Like Omar is alluding to. I I think he is. I mean. I know Pacioretty got hit in practice with, uh, I think, got a stick to the face, but I, I think Rajal has been their best player other than Carey Price, and he seems to fought, like playing in Montreal. I mean, compared to Nashville, I think, I guess, the hockey life is a little bit better, but uh, I, I think he's going to be, Mont- he has to be Montreal's best player. I mean, Pacioretty is a decent goal scorer, but I think Rajalov sees the game a bit better, and he's... He's really helped uh, Montreal take it, take their game a little bit better offensively. Okay, Jake, we've seen the Rangers have a balanced attack all season. They got 10 players with 10 or more goals. Um, but the problem is is they've been dominated by the Canadians. The Canadians swept them this year again, 3 nothing. So can they just flip a switch here and figure out a way to solve the Canadians, or are they doomed? I don't know. I don't even think it's a switch to solve the Canadians. I mean, they played terrible down the stretch. I think in their last 17, they won like six games or something, something like really bad. Yeah, they're they're a team that's I don't know. I don't really know their identity. I know everybody kind of penciled them to be awful at the end of last year after they got absolutely dismantled. But I think it was Pittsburgh, and um. I don't know. They're a weird team, but you know, then again, you know, they still have the king and he always shows up in the playoffs. I mean, he always has and always will. And you know, obviously Madison Square Garden gets it going and and also I, I think it's gonna be an interesting series, especially since the last time they these team matched up, they uh had that Crider injury to Carey Price. So that's gonna be an added added element to it, but yeah, you know, the Rangers are a weird team. They got, obviously, they don't really have any superstars. They just have a lot of really good players. Guys like uh, Kreider and Rick Nash and uh, Kevin Hayes and uh, Zuccarello. Zabanajad's a good player. McDonough. It's weird. Um, I definitely think there's more talent on the Rangers than there is on the on the Habs. But, you know, maybe that goalie 
uh, 31 can can steal the series for them. Omar, off the air too, we talked about the Chris Kreider incident like Jake was just mentioning there. You want to explain that again for people that don't know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I believe it was game one of yeah, the – Yeah, game one of the – Eastern 20, Conference 2014. Finals. Yep. And um, Kreider's going uh, – heading, heading to the net. Stumbles and goes, skates first into Carey Price's knee, and that was the series. So now, all uh, the drama around that is was it intentional? That was a ton of the drama around that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was. You always know where you're going. Obviously, I don't think he intended to injure him, but I think he intended to hit him. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that that play that happened to Freddie Anderson with uh, Sestito. I mean. He didn't do it on purpose. He's not trying to injure him, but he knows where he is, and he knows he's going to give him a bump and just to let him know, hey, I'm going to be around here the whole game, so get used to it. And, you know, it just it ended up working for the Rangers. You know, they made it to the finals that year and relatively did quick work of the Canadians. I think it was like a five-game five series, I think it was. But Yeah, it actually would be funny. I wonder if um, A.V. would uh, give a nod to Kreider and pull a whole karate kid and, you know, sweep, sweep the knee type of thing. Take out price. <laughs> take out price in game one. If that yeah, happened, but, oh my god, man, there'd be a ride on the ice. Yeah, there would be because if if it happened again, for sure. But I mean, I'm I'm just really interested to see how the Habs play in the playoffs, considering you know this is a team that's really pretty devoid of talent. You know, I think I think they have Galchenyuk as their fourth line center for some reason. I mean, they've been moving him around. Really... He's he's played most of the wing down the stretch, actually. I'm pretty sure that I saw that they, they had uh, Paul Byron was their first-line center or something ridiculous like that. I mean, you know, if he's their first-line center, they don't have a – they're getting swept in this series. But, I mean, well, they've, they've know, I'm not a really the... big – yeah, I'm not a big believer in this team either. I think they're a smoke-and-mirrors team just like the Senators are. And But then again, you know, they still have – when he's on, the best player in the world and Carey Price. And obviously, if you can get a hot goalie, we've seen Montreal do damage like that before and take down the Capitals. So it's definitely a possibility. Uh, yeah, to, build point, uh, to build off Sorry. that point, to build off that point on other Montreal Canadiens that need to step up, it'd be interesting to see how Shea Weber uh, plays. Just because they did trade for him, you know, for you know, you know, to have that uh, that stability on the back end. You know, he. You know, had had a pretty good season. You know, 42 points, 17 goals. So I think uh, a lot of people will be comparing his play to how uh, PK Subban does over in the West. Yeah, I think that's a huge narrative that we'll see all postseason, especially because a lot down the stretch, Canadians fans on like whether it be message boards, Reddit, whatever, they, they were bitching about how the team could use a dynamic defenseman. And Weber, we obviously saw him break down, um, as to be expected with his age. I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised by that, but they were definitely missing a guy like PK Subban, especially in Julian's system. So. I'll be really interested to watch that as well. Um, Dave, who do you got in this series and why? Uh, I I have Montreal, and I have them in seven games. I just think Lundqvist hasn't been himself this season, and I think Montreal with with a with Carey Price and Nat, I I think they'll they'll be able to pull it out. I I don't like their chances in the second round, but in the first round, I I think. They have enough to get over the Rangers, and by the way, Jake, yeah, it was seven wins for the Rangers in the last fifteen games, so it's not great. Yeah, that was the stat. It's it's not great, and I I don't think the Rangers have enough up front to to get by Montreal. 
Omar, who do you got? Uh, yeah, I'll say the Habs as well. Um, I'll give them. I'll say they'll do it. They'll finish it in six. Um, maybe probably take the take two games at home. Maybe drop one in in, in um in New York and then and then finish finish it in New York as well. I think um even though uh, the Rangers do have better players overall, I think Carey Price is the is the dynamic factor on that team. And although they may have um, Montreal may have their their breakdowns and their their mishaps, I think Carey Price is going to win the win them that series. So Montreal in six. Jake, I get the vibe you're going to be the only guy here picking the Rangers. Or am I wrong? No, I, I will. I'm picking the Rangers for sure. I mean. For me, uh, I watched Nashville's playoff series last year, and you want to know something? Every single goal in that Game 7, Shea Weber was on the ice. And I said when they made that trade for P.K. Subban, it was the worst trade I've ever seen in my life, and I'll still go with that because I think that he's done. And, you know, this is a really fast team. The Rangers are really fast in terms of team speed. And they got a lot of really good players. They got depth in scoring. They got a deep defense back there and a great goaltender. And I think they're one of the teams that has shown the ability to go into Montreal, Not maybe not this year, but in the past, and can beat them in Montreal. And, yeah, I, I actually think the Rangers win this in seven. The only guy that I like on the Rangers, actually, I forgot about, was Zibanejad. I think he could be a different uh, I like a couple more. <laughs> a couple more. Yeah, yeah. I like a couple guys there, too. I do. There's Step a couple, but I think he's a guy that could be an X factor for them. I think Ryan McDonough, too, their captain, is an excellent player. So, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think he steps up a lot. Well, what are you going to say? Uh, sleeping on Michael Grabner there, too. He had a pretty good season. Hayes and Miller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many, really I, feel, I feel like... Uh, what's his name? He's got like two goals after the All Star break. Grabner? No, Grabner. Grabner? Oh yeah, he's been he's been not as hot. He was on a no, tear like in the first half. Minute. Ice cold. I think I feel like he actually has like two goals since the All Star break. I can. Well, that'd that. be funny. He finished off with forty. Oh my God, Jake. <laughs> well, not goals, little points. I actually thought. Yeah. When was the All Star break again? It was in, like, February, I think. Okay, so since February, let's see. Since February 13th, he has, let's see here, one. One goal. One goal. Oh, wow. Well, I, guess Leaf, I guess Leafs fans could feel better. Yeah, yep. I feel a little bit better now. I'm still taking the Canadians <laughs> in seven, though. And for the main reason being that the Rangers, for as offensively dynamic they've been this year, they've given up the most shot, seventh most shots against. Um, it's been one of Lundqvist's worst seasons, and it's not because of him. It's because of the scoring chances they're giving up. If you go look at their heat maps and all that stuff, I know like I probably lost you already, Jake, but a lot of the scoring shots, their <laughs> scoring chances they're giving up are really, really good. And for an offensively challenged team like the Canadians at times, I think this is the perfect antidote for them. So I don't think they'll score a bunch of goals right away, but I think they'll score enough to beat the Rangers in seven. Last but not least, I think this will be one of the most awesome series to watch for so many reasons. I mean, you got Dubinsky, Crosby. Uh, Tortorella, who's bound to have at least one explosion when the Penguins get a favorable call. Oh, I can't wait. And the Blue Jackets. <laughs> there's so many places we could start here. Um, Dave, do you think there's going to be any love lost between Dubinsky and Crosby? Absolutely not. And I think Tortorella's game, its strategy is going to have Dubinsky on Crosby. Not the whole game, but I think in those moments where Sid is kind of going and Dubinsky will try to... Not, I mean, you can't stop Sid, but... Get in it, try to get in his way a little bit. So no, I don't think, I think Dubinsky's gonna and that that rivalry is gonna be big. 
Okay, Omar. Crystal Tang's done for the year. Not coming back. They're doing a whole defense by committee approach now. Can the Penguins make this work? Oh yeah, I think so. Um, they've proven it before where they can they can uh, get through the playoffs with injuries. Um, I think if anything, this series is going to be a complete blood bloodbath. They're definitely going to come up come out blown, uh, banged up in the second round. Whoever ends up uh, winning this series. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, it'll be by committee. You know, uh, Ron Hainsley, they got they got before the deadline. Um, Mark Streit, uh, Ian Cole, Trevor Daly, uh, Justin Schultz. You know, he played he played well for them uh, last year in the playoffs. So it'll definitely be a team effort on defense, not just on one person. Jake, you look at Columbus down the stretch. Their power play has been almost non-existent. They've lost six of their last seven. They kind of limped into the playoffs, and they're very dependent on Bobrovsky. I guess an area they could attack Pittsburgh is on the power play because they have a 20th ranked penalty kill. But how do the Blue Jackets draw penalties? Because Pittsburgh doesn't take a lot of them. So is there something they're going to try and do or just good luck? Yeah, first of all, it's, I just think Brandon Dubinsky's a freaking loser. I hate that guy. <laughs> Ever since he's been in, in New York, he's he's a rat. He sucks at hockey, and I hate how he, he thinks he's like – I'm this big guy that can go out and stop Sid. It's like, no, he's getting hat tricks while your ass is trying to slash him. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I like the Blue Jackets. I just, I hate Brandon Dubinsky. That's, that's about it. But And Torts, I'm not a real big fan of. But, um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, you know, for Columbus, they better get their offense going real quick because I think Pittsburgh's going to score. You know, I know they have... Uh, they have Bobrovsky, who's probably going to win the Vesna, but, you know, the pressure's kind of ratcheting up a little bit. I mean, yeah, they're getting a little more eyes on them, you know, since they're in the playoffs in Columbus. Um, but, you know, I don't think he's – I don't think the last time when he was in the playoffs he played very hot, and he had a really good year too. And I I kind of think it's going to be kind of a replay of how it was that last series they uh, they played where I think it was, Penguins won in six – and they got a game in, in Pittsburgh and made it fun, and it was physical. But, yeah, you know, I, I have a hard time seeing that team going out there. Obviously, we saw them play on the weekend. Um, they unfortunately won. But um, they're missing a lot of their defensemen were out. Seth, Seth Jones was out. Um, Ryan Murray was out. Wrensky was, was out. And a couple other their, their high-end scorers, but... I'm just trying to think if they have enough high, high-end talent like a Crosby, a Malkin, um, you know, that can they can score, that can go out and score for them. You know, I'm obviously I'm a big fan of of uh, Avon Old Farms and my roommate's neighbor Cam Atkinson, but you know, I I just I I have a hard time believing that they're gonna have games where they can score five goals and i think that's might be what it takes to beat pittsburgh dave considering how quiet cam atkins has gone down the stretch can oliver bjorkstrand step up and be that i guess x factor for them who bjorkstrand <laughs> man he's I, been he's been yeah he's been yeah. one of the most highly talented guys they're expecting a lot from him i, I, I thought it was i thought it was wenberg was their big score eh, yeah more yeah. setup guy but recently, yeah, the, the, I can't even pronounce his name properly. These guys from Denmark, but uh, yeah, he's—I mean, he went a bit he, along with the rest of the team. He went cold down the stretch there, but he did get on a good start to the when he was when he did make his debut. Uh, I'm, 
I still think Atkinson is, I mean, he's led the team all season, but I think it still runs through Atkinson, whether or not this team is successful. And then Brandon Saad has to, has to be, he has to have a, a reminder of why he, why Chicago didn't want to get rid of him. I think he, him and Atkinson. man child. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's his nickname. I didn't yeah, know that. Nickname. I did not even know that. Um, <laughs> Jeez. That I was you were so puzzled. Yeah. Wow. I was. Uh, I was not expecting that. I didn't even know that. So yeah, I think it's Sod and Atkinson. They're gonna have to, gonna have to bring their game up to that level. But uh, it's really tough going up against Pittsburgh. That like they have scoring all over the place, talent all over the place. Phil Kessel on the third line, like. I mean, he could say he's also second line sometimes, but yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Atkinson and Sad are going to be enough. Even Foligno, I, I don't see the talent there to match Pittsburgh. I kind of get the vibe we're all leaning Pittsburgh here. Maybe not in six, but seven games. So I guess we'll just go around right now before we go any deeper with this. Dave, are you on Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh in five games. Whoa, that's quick. Ooh. Omar. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna give them a little more credit to Columbus. I think they can push it to seven. They'll lose, but it's definitely gonna be a hard fought series all the way to the end. Jake, Columbus is dead to me, so I hope they get swept. <laughs> <laughs> At one job, but uh, no, realistically, I think uh, yeah, Stanley Cup champions. You know, they're not they're not going out in the in the first round. Certainly not to the Blue Jackets. Um, I think they they went on. On uh, in Columbus and they win in six. I'm in six too. I just don't see how the Penguins lose to them. Even if Bobrovsky stands on his head, I still see the Penguins just peppering him with shots, and they're gonna get two. They're gonna get two, maybe three. If, if they're peppering him with shots, that means Columbus isn't getting any. So I just I don't see them shutting out the Penguins' offense for four wins in a seven game series. I just don't see it. So I'll take the Penguins in six. So looking back at everything we got here, guys, we got Capitals, unanimous, all of us, in five or six. All of us are on Boston. Um, 3-1 in favor of Montreal. Jake, you're the lone wolf here on the Rangers. And all of us are on Pittsburgh. So I guess we might as well just start with Washington-Pittsburgh in the following round. Oh. This is pretty much what some will say a Stanley Cup preview, in a sense, where the winner is going to the Cup. Um, do you guys agree with that, or do you feel like anybody else can beat one of these two teams in the East? Jake, opening thoughts? No, I, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't, I don't see one team that can beat Washington in a four games in, in, in a seven game span. I just don't. They're, they're so good. I mean, that's, that's why I think the Leafs are in so tough. But, um, yeah, they're, they're way too talented to lose, and, and especially that, that loss of Latang is, is just a killer for the Penguins. I mean. You know, really good team still, Pittsburgh, but, you know, they have the depth now, and I think they're just more equipped to deal with Pittsburgh. And and the big, you know, the missing piece for Washington last last year was their penalty kill, they or their power play, sorry, which seems to always go cold for some reason for them in the playoffs. I, I never understand why, but, um, you know, that's going to be, you know, a big turning point for them. And, and I think they finally get over the hump sort of like, uh, back in 2011 when, uh, Vancouver finally got over the hump that was the Blackhawks and, and found a way to win. So, uh, I, I still see the Capitals winning the series and finally ending the drought. So 
I, I think the, I see Ovi finally going to the conference finals for the first time in his career. I have them winning in six. Omar, are you share sure that same sentiment, or are you leaning towards Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like um, Washington is like Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. You know, every season Ash... That's will, a new one. Yeah. Every season Ash you know, goes to the Pokemon League with a stacked team and then loses, and then all the fans get crushed. But I think this year Washington can definitely, you know, get past get past Pittsburgh. Um, I think ironically it's going to go to Game Seven, and definitely like, I feel like Washington is a definitely is a better team, a stronger team. You know they added key pieces at the deadline that that has helped them, and I think they can get past Pittsburgh finally. How many games you got? Oh, I'll say seven. It'll seven? be close. Yeah. Dave, uh, I thought Washington was going to win that series last season. I think Brain Holpe played out of his mind in the playoffs last year, and they should have one against Pittsburgh. So I I like what Washington did to add to their team and I think if the Leafs don't give them too much of a problem, if they don't if the Leafs are I mean if Washington can get over the Leafs pretty early, it gives them a bit of an advantage there. I think Pittsburgh might get I wouldn't say that Columbus is gonna be a brutal series for them in terms of like the physicality. Maybe that kind of slows them up a bit, but I mean Malkin is coming back from an injury. You got Got you know without Latang they're not as strong and then I, I I think I think that'll be a really tough series and I think Washington in seven but I mean it's I think that's gonna be the best series of the playoffs if it happens. I'm with you guys. Uh, if this is not the Caps year, I don't know when is. And I do think them playing the Leafs in round one will be a good test for them in a sense where the Leafs play a very similar system to Pittsburgh. They have team speed all around, similar to Pittsburgh. They have a lethal power play, similar to Pittsburgh. I just feel like the Leafs are kind of like the, the junior Penguins, and that's going to be a really good test for the Capitals. And like Dave just said, the Penguins are going to go to absolute war with the Blue Jackets. They may wax them off in six games, maybe five even, but it's going to be one physical series. And I just feel like that's going to help Washington. So I got the Caps in seven because I don't think Pittsburgh will make it easy. They just I just can't picture Crosby, Geno, and those guys just going down like without a fight. So Caps here, though. Caps here. So on the other side, we got Boston playing either Montreal or the Rangers. Jake, you had the Rangers, so we'll let you start off here. Who's taking it between the Bruins and the Rangers? Um, That's going to be a close one. Obviously, those New York-Boston battles are going to be fun, too. And and we were we kind of had that when, well, unfortunately, we had a team that lost in Game 7, so <laughs> it put that together, and... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good one, but I I just think it depends on the health of the Bruins defense. And, you know, if if they have everyone back healthy and you get, you know, a Charlie McAvoy in there uh with the Brandon Carlo back, I want to pick the Bruins, but I just I don't know. I I feel like the the Rangers, they just all they just rarely get uh knocked down the first round, you know, outside of last year. And I think they win in, in seven games, but I think that series is going to seven. I, it could go either way, though. Well, you got to pick one. I mean, you can't send the fence here. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, said the, I said the Rangers. I said the Rangers. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just teasing you. All right, so you got the Rangers going through. Um, myself, Omar, and Dave, we all had the Habs and the, uh, oh my God, Drew Blank, the Bruins. So, Omar, who do you got between the Bruins and the Habs? Oh, that'd Obviously be a great better rivalries, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a great series, eh? Especially with Julian coaching, coaching against his former team in the second round. Um, I think for Montreal, it'll be the same. 
kind of kind of the same as in uh, the first round with with Ottawa. They're probably going to have to rely on Price as they always do, just because Boston's going to be Boston's going to be flying. They're going to be hitting. You know, Marchand's going to be Marchand. So I think I uh, I'll have to give it to Montreal. Uh, I can they can probably do it in six just because of Price, which is the which is the common answer for all of them. But it'll definitely be an interesting series between the two. Dave, who you got? Uh, I I wouldn't even want to give either. This is probably the one time I wouldn't want to give either team a win, but I mean we have to choose a winner. So I'm I'm leaning more towards Boston. I think they just they look a bit better up front. And I mean while Tukarask is not as good as Carey Price, I think he's still pretty good. I, I'm giving the slight edge to Boston, but it's, that's going to be a really tough series. It's going to go to get seven games, and I think it's going to be one of those bounce back between wins. I don't think one team is going to, you know, grab a big lead and then lose it. I think it's just going to be trading games. And those two teams have had some great playoff uh, playoff series. So I still give it to Boston, but it's not going to be close. I mean, well, yeah, it's going to be close. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> <sighs> one of those yeah. nights, guys, one of those nights. Jay's just yeah, lost. That's you. part of the reason. So I know one in six for the first time ever. That's oh, really. Who, who cares? I know. Moment of silence. All right. Pour one out for the Blue Jays. Um, I'll take the Canadians. Seven games. I think it'll be tight. Carry Price is the difference because why wouldn't he be? He's pretty much all they'll have there. And we'll just get right into it. Capitals over, I guess, everybody. That's pretty much who we're taking here. Yep. Yeah. Save. Because I think if they play, for me, they play the, the Rangers, I think they scrunch them. And that's another team that. That would be pretty big because they've never beaten the Rangers in a series, I don't think. I have to go back and look that up, but I feel like that's right. Oh, yeah. I, they, I, yeah they'd always I, lose I, to them in Game 7s. Oh, yeah. I always remember. I've seen those. You know, I was at one of them. I, I remember uh, – I think it was – I think it was uh, – who scored the uh, overtime winning goal where they were down 3-2 in the series and then they, they won one in Washington and then they won in New York – I'm, I'm blanking on who scored the the winner, but it might have been Derek Stepan in like three overtimes or something because it was it was crazy. I I remember I was outside around Madison Square Garden around, after that, and it was it was pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, I feel like you might. I'm trying to remember too. That Rangers team was pretty good back then. I know they were blocking a lot of shots and playing a kind of a slow style of play at times, but they were fun to watch. But Dave, is it like you're on board with us? No caps here. Oh, for sure. I mean. If Washington is able to get to the conference final, I don't see them losing it. I think that that team is just is built for the playoffs. They're just built for a cup run, so no no doubt. Okay, so you heard it here first. It's the Caps year. I mean, we've been saying this since the beginning of the year, so now it's official. It's the Caps year. Um, Omar, who do you have coming out of the West? I know we did it yesterday, all the West prediction, but who did you have coming out of the West? Chicago. Chicago, okay. So me and you have yeah. Chicago, and these two guys have the Ducks. So you we have the Capitals. Ducks? Oh, see, okay. Jake, stand up for your ducks. This is your part to chime yeah. in here. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love to see the hear the reasoning. Yeah, I, uh, no, I just picked them because of you know their overall team depth and the way they've played the past couple past couple weeks, but especially just their defense core is is just so deep, and that's mm-hmm. what you need. And you know, I, I that's another team. I just I just see this whole playoffs teams getting over the hump, and and the Ducks have have always been getting beaten by the by the uh, by the Blackhawks and 
I always find out that the Blackhawks are just really lucky in some of these games because they win a lot of overtime games against those LA LA teams, the Ducks and the Kings. So I just why Jake? Why is that? They had the clutch team. Skip Bayless told you so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's your boy. Yeah, me. Um, he, he's the same boy of, as me and Charles Barkley. Where, where if if uh, we're gonna be on death row, we we want to kill him first. <laughs> well, do we all have the Caps winning the cup, or does anybody yeah. disagree? Yeah, I agree. I do. Damn. If they don't, then Twitter is gonna go on fire. So I think they would beat the <laughs> the Ducks in six games. But yeah, I mean, they're just there's gonna be crying Jordan memes everywhere and crying Jordan face on Mia Khalifa. On Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> the roast on her is going to be unreal. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh. But I know that sounds like the worst thing to say, but. I mean, did you see the, did you see the thing that was written in the, on the boards of the Capitals rink? <laughs> oh. It says, don't blow this and lose in the second round again. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, I think the marketplace is getting pretty frustrated with the team too, so. But this, you know, they talked, uh, Justin Williams was on Overdrive yesterday and he was just talking about, you know, how he, he just thinks that this is the best team that he's ever been on. And, and you know, I, I agree. I, they just, they look so good. I, I just I just think back to when they played the Leafs who, yeah, they were playing on a back-to-back, but the Caps were resting players and it, it didn't even look like a fair fight. So I, I think they're they're the class of the, the league and I would be, I would be pretty shocked if they lost but that was a massacre that night. It was god awful. I do think oh, the Hawks was... will push them to seven, though. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. They, they play yeah. the Hawks, you, they're gonna make you earn it because that's a team that's three and zero in the Stanley Cup Finals. And you know, if they do play the Hawks, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost because they just—I don't know what—but they just always find a way to win. They have that uber confidence too. I know it's—it's it's like. A really shitty reason, but I I would love to know how many games those core players have played in the playoffs. It's got to be in like 150 or something. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's never, right actually. Yeah, you can never bet against the Blackhawks, even you know no matter who they're who they're up against. Like I guess last year, last year was kind of a shock and destroyed many playoff brackets around the world. But usually, you can never bet against them. Well, I do think Nashville's gonna be really tough for them around one. But like we all were kind of saying, if they can get past them. I don't know how they don't go back to the cup unless, you know, like Dave and Jake are saying, the Ducks get in the way, but I'll believe that when I see it, to be honest. Don't don't right. sleep on the Ducks. It's the it's Ducks John. year. Oregon in the Final Four. Uh, Ducks in the Stanley Cup Finals. Does Johnny Burns play? <laughs> That's what we're secretly hoping. That's actually the main reason get, why Jake wants the Ducks to cup. He just doesn't want to that say condition. it. That's exactly why. Get that condition. Yeah, I actually have the Ducks uh, sweeping everyone and Johnny Burns uh, getting the Vesna, and we get two first-round picks or whatever it is. <laughs> so we got an all-birds final. I mean, we had a bird in the Super Bowl, too. We had the Falcons. Now we got the Hawks or the Ducks versus the Capitals, if you want to even count the Capitals as a bird. But all of them are in the finals. So you heard it here first. Caps are going to win the Cup. All four of us agree on it. What's we we wanna, really, really went out on a limb on that one. I know. That's the, I yeah. hate. See, that's it what I hated. It's like, it's just it's, the easy choice to pick the Cavs. Yeah. But it's, it's like the Patriots. It's like, yeah, you're gonna be right majority of the time. <laughs> it's it's like it's like who's your AFC championship pick? Uh, Patriots versus blank. It's it's a lock. But they just they seem to be the easy choice. 
Well, I mean, do you try and be bold and pick against them? And if you do, do you actually believe yourself? No, I wouldn't. Because I, I generally tend to think, you know, because it's a seven-game series and not a one-game playoff, the best team usually wins. And they are just by far the best team. You know, even when I look in the, the class of the West, Chicago, that's a team with a ton of rookies. And they just don't look as they just don't look as good as they have in the past because you know maybe it's because they have all those rookies and and who knows they'll probably one of them will probably score about 15 goals in the playoffs and become the the next stud that's getting paid peanuts for a couple of years so um yeah I, I yeah Nick Schmaltz or you know Vinny Henestrosa or Tanner here Tanner Nero or you know any of these guys don't forget Ryan Hartman. I know you love him. Ryan, you want the least to acquire him. I wanted them to pick him, yeah. You were all over him. All right, guys. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. No, I think we're good. Yeah. Nah, maybe we should have caused some chaos instead that Edmonton would win the cup. Hey, David? Oh, that would that would make my friend from Edmonton very happy. And Jake and Chris know <laughs> who that is. Uh, yeah. That would make actually Jake have the worst year of his life. That'd be worse than the Patriots <laughs> in the Super Bowl. If the Patriots no, no, the Super Bowl, it, and the Oilers was, won the same It was year. a terrible sports year for me. I mean, you had the stupid uh, Cleveland uh, Cavaliers win the freaking NBA championship. Um, you had the fucking Patriots win again in the worst way in the history of sports. Uh, very leafy, eh? Yeah. My fucking school lost in the fucking finals again. <laughs> oh, it's like society hates me. Although they gave, oh, the Jets are just always dog shit. Um, at least the Leafs have something going, and the Raptors are are pretty decent too. So, not all is completely in the shitter, but only about four fifths of it. Okay, I mean, I don't want to say anything to make you feel better because it'll probably make you feel worse. I don't want to mush your teams either. So. <laughs> Just go Capitals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll make some money this postseason betting on games. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Chip of the Tower Toronto Maple Leafs podcast, although it was more of an Eastern Conference preview than anything. As always, you can follow the show on iTunes. You can subscribe to the show, sorry, on iTunes or SoundCloud at Tip of the Tower. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tip of the Tower. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Okranitz. You can follow Omar on Twitter at OLW93. You can follow Jake on Twitter at JakeMilton12, and you can follow Dave on Twitter at D underscore Morisuti. Best luck with your brackets, guys. Enjoy the Leafs game on Thursday, and enjoy having hockey on every night, and playoff hockey no less. Until then, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets 
if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.